Welcome to another Chit Chat Showcase where I talk to interesting individuals, these creative minds, and I pick their brains and I, and I learn from them, about them, to them, with them, from them, to you. Hi, my name is Rocky Balboa, the Italian style. They say I'm the American dream. Wait a minute. I'd like to explain something. Uh, you know, I ain't punchy. I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. But I ain't punchy, you know. It's just the way I talk here. This <laughs> this this week this month uh i like to talk to you know somebody that you you've guys heard of a lot on the podcast i mean he's he's one of my closest friends because he'll hang out with me so you know who uh who else could i love more than colin brown hello i'm colin brown are you thank you for having me oh no problem <laughs> what i'm trying to keep some sense of normalcy before the, this train goes off oh no no i think I, i'll keep it i'll keep it chill okay I'm, I'm not gonna put my persona on for this one this will be interesting then yeah uh so no colin you introduce yourself to the people like tell the people who you are what you are uh oh man <laughs> uh and then enormously just flew right out the window that's a big i mean it's not a big question but it's it is how do you compile yourself down to your your essential uh all right i'm gonna stop that shit uh hey my name's colin um i went to school with trey and shakis and madison and who else has been on this podcast that i know Hannah, but you didn't go to school. With I didn't her, go so. to school. Well, I mean, she, she goes to Radford, right? No, she went to not not while we. She were hasn't there. said, so I'm not gonna say. Put a business out there. You know what I'm saying? Well, now they know. Well, they don't know where. I said no, school. but she hasn't gone to the school. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. <laughs> fix, fix this in post. If I gave up too much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, my name is Colin. I went to school with like pretty much everyone in production 1200. Um originally from right down the road i'm like about an hour away about from, an hour from the school a little less than in yeah. question like 45 depending minutes. on how you drive uh right and um yeah i've been into just the arts pretty much my whole life my dad played and recorded music when i was growing up so mm -hmm. my first love was actually more music than it was mm. the visual arts right um, but I think even back then when i had aspirations of maybe doing music a lot of it was performing like that was always kind of what appealed to me. Um, right, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about your, yeah. your music pursuits because it's interesting that you want to do music before. And of course, you know, we ha we've had a lot of conversations, yeah. so I'm not yeah, even yeah. going to pretend like this is like CNN. And, oh, well, I, I didn't know that because I right. know a lot of that. Right, right. You, you came up and started strumming on the guitar we had in the living room yeah. out of nowhere. So what what instrument like were, were you drawn to first? So I always want. OK, so I always wanted to play guitar. And for the longest time, my dad wanted to teach me how to play guitar. Right. But I think you for me, I have a hard time learning from someone that I'm very close to. Hmm. Um, I don't know why that is, mm -hmm. but like for the longest time, my dad would try to teach me how to play guitar and I just, I couldn't learn from him. Nah. I just didn't retain it. I don't know why. So my first in instrument was actually uh, the saxophone. Uh, I'm trying can, to be a jazz I man. can play the sax. I was in the school band for a few years, okay. uh, a saxophonist. It's funny how a lot of us we're in the band. I, was I think we're all nerds. Me, Hannah and I think Madison was in the it was band. Because we're all nerds. <laughs> uh, Why did you have to say that with but, such emphasis? Because we're nerds. But well, because I mean, who? Everyone that wants to get into film was like a band or theater kid. That's so strange. Um, I mean, it's true. You like, uh, but, like none of that is like you know. Right, I got you. I just I think that's 
you think of people that get into like the arts and a lot of times mm-hmm. they were kind of nerdy when they were kids. Yeah. Um, but with that, I also played sports. Uh, I played uh, baseball from like second grade through my junior year of high school. Oh, you're a triple threat. Um, I was. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, my school was so small. We didn't have enough for a team my senior year, which still pisses me off to this day. Uh, I played soccer. I played basketball until I realized that as a white guy, if I wasn't going to get taller than five, seven, mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't play basketball. Uh, played um, football for one season. That was tragic. Uh, but no, um, yeah, primarily music, uh, mostly saxophone. And then like halfway through high school, I started taking guitar lessons with mm-hmm. someone else. And that's, I'm not really that good at guitar, but it's fun. And I actually, that's some, something I want to get into next year more is I want to record like an EP mm-hmm. by the end of the year. Um, but I listen to a lot of genres of music, so I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I listen to literally everything but country. Um, a uh, lot of acoustic music, a lot of rock, uh, a lot of electronic, uh, a lot of rap. Uh, so I, I got no idea what I want to do in that realm, but I'm figuring it out. So, so not only do you play music, you actually sing. Yeah, I can sing a little bit. Okay. Not according to, uh, the set that we were on. <laughs> uh, I can, I can't sing like, I can sing when there's music playing. Okay. But. It's it's hard to sing a cappella, which is when there's no instrumentals going. So on. it sounds like you need to join a barbershop quartet. Probably. You know. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think my plans for production twelve hundred were? <laughs> <laughs> if um, I come out and you are all in like those barber those outfits, <laughs> those barber yeah. outfits. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, but no. Oh, so cool. I would say the turning point for me, mm-hmm. uh, it was two thousand eight, and a movie came out called Cloverfield. Oh okay. And I had actually been really hyped for that movie for months because I saw Transformers the year before and they had a trailer for this movie that was shot from first person. I had never seen Blair Witch because I was like, I was like, I would have been 14, I guess, 13 or 14. I didn't have a concept for point of view movies at the time. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is really innovative. It wasn't. But um, there was no title. It was real mysterious. No one knew what the movie was going to be about. And I was like, oh, man. So I got really into like the alternate reality game they did and stuff. So I was really into the idea of Cloverfield. Saw it. Really actually loved it. I was, I'm shocked looking back. It didn't disappoint because I like got real hyped for that movie. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, I thought, hey, it like, it'd be kind of fun to make a movie. Right. And that year, uh, we went to Hawaii for my uncle's birthday, and my grandma bought a little mini DV. Well, not a mini DV. It was like just a little mini, like HD video camera. Oh, okay. To record okay. The, uh, the 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 family function. The family function. Yeah. The, the marriage. <laughs> there we go. The wedding. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, she just didn't use it for a while. She's like, "Do you want to use this like to like record stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah." So that was kind of where my love for film began. And it was nice. just me filming a lot of like weird POV stuff that was all very trash and never, never went up anywhere. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you, you saw that look on my face. I like, saw I the glint. I saw the glint. I gotta see uh, it, I saw man. the glint in your eye. Uh, but yeah, so I would say from there on out, it was pretty much the rest of high school was me either trying to find other people to make movies with or mm-hmm. join a band with. And unfortunately, like I said, I went to a really small uh, high school and right. uh, not a whole lot of artistic kids there. Most of them were more focused on either like getting into college or playing sports. So didn't really get to pursue any of that. And uh, I was very introverted, so I didn't really look outside of my school. So it really wasn't until I got into college that I started to kind of explore that stuff more. Okay, nice. 
Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, so not only do you do, you know, that not only do you like movies, but you want to make movies in some capacity. In some, I want to be involved in the process. Yeah, that's what I would like to Speak do. Speak about that a little bit. Like, what part of the process do you favor? Um. So initially, I was way okay. So I, I'll put it this way. Um. I think part of the reason you guys keep me around is because I'm more into the creative non-technical side of things mm-hmm. and the writing and the acting and stuff like that whereas mm-hmm. a lot of you guys are more to the technical side of things and like that's kind of which i need to get more into but that stuff does not interest me nearly as much right um the only technical filmmaking thing that's ever really interested me is cinematography because mm-hmm. i also like photography um but like editing all of that i've just since i started hated all that right i've always i think i think the 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 con- most consistent element of filmmaking that I've really enjoyed is the writing. Um, I've been writing little scripts for like television pilots and films and short films since I was probably like 15, like pretty soon after I started getting into the idea of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the element, that's the art form I, that's I'm probably most proud of, even though I haven't done much of it recently. Uh, I would really love to be a showrunner and writer on like a television show one day. Okay. That, that would, that's like the goal all right, let's, um, let's, for let's the creative about, side, let's talk about your writing a little bit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, cause a lot of people find it difficult to do that. Like, uh, honestly, as a director, you know, as a self proclaimed, proclaimed director, yeah. you're right. I keep you around cause you do the writing right. and I don't, I don't want to do the writing yeah. cause I find it, you know, I, I have, I don't have a knack for details when it comes to making a story. Right. I have the broad aspects and then the details like. I don't care what they said to each other. Just know that they talk to each other. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, how is it? How do you get yourself into that mode to get to the details? Um. All right. This is going to sound very sad. I don't really mm. care, though. So I, I'm, an, I'm an only child. <laughs> okay. I went to a very small private school. Most of my friends lived on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. And my parents were always working like two jobs. Right. So I had a lot of alone time oh. growing up, which again, it sounds very sad. I did not have a hard upbringing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, isn't a sob story. I was, well, I was a depressed kid, but not for that, for different reasons. Uh, so I had a lot of time to kind of explore my own imagination mm-hmm. and create stories in my head. And when I'd play video games, I would play them in such a way where I wasn't necessarily playing the game for the reason that you're supposed to be playing it. Mm-hmm. I would play it to tell myself a story. Right. <laughs> so like, uh, like, did you ever play Halo? Yeah. Uh, you know, forge mode where you can go in and like create custom games. Mm-hmm. I would use that to tell little stories oh. and like set things up. So that you was red versus blue, versus some red versus blue red shit. Blue. Yeah. yeah. So I, from a young age, I had to kind of like jump into my own imagination um, to entertain myself. And on top of that, my family is full of a lot of storytellers, just mm. a lot of people that just, when you're at a family event, people are sitting and cause you don't see some of these people for six or seven months at a time. Mm-hmm. They're just telling you stories about stuff they've been through, uh, you know, stuff that they've had. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's like, I've got a Navy SEAL in my family. Oh, wow. So he'll just tell us like crazy stories sometimes. So uh, that act of storytelling has always been very important to me and very like holy in a weird way to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you look back over human history, telling stories was like, that was it for right. a long time. That was how you like, that's how you entertain people is you told people these crazy stories. And uh, so to me, the act of storytelling is just it's it's kind of like music where it's just a very integral part to like humans mm-hmm. connecting with one another. Um, and so. So, yeah, like for me, that was always kind of the focal point. A movie's boring to me if the story isn't there. Right. I mean, it can be beautiful and I can respect it on that point. But 
the meaning that's in the dialogue that's in the characters that's where they go then that's one of the reasons why i like television so much is because you get longer arcs for characters and you get to see them develop more and I think for me, that was always the appeal of, of not even music. A lot of the lyrics I used to write were story were stories. They were like concepts and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was just always what appealed to me the most. It's like, you can have all the technical acumen in the world, but if you don't have a base that people can get behind and can really connect to on like a spiritual human level, then you kind of lost the plot a little bit Mm -hmm. to me. That's, you know, that's, that's me. I recognize for other people, you know, there's art students, you know, art film students that watch things that have no discernible plot. And to them, that's the interesting thing because you're digging into it. That's cool too. That's not for me though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was always, you know, when I was starting off, I was writing a lot of, uh, what's, what are called spec scripts, basically. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know that it's actually a very common thing you do in Hollywood to try to get a writing job is they'll say, Hey, this is kind of what we're going for. Write a spec script for, you know, say if you're going like trying to write on like a sitcom, they'll be like, write a script, uh, spec script for friends, Mm -hmm. you know, give us your, if you were to write an episode of Friends, give us that. Okay. So it started off a lot of like, well, I'm going to write a script for, um, I'm trying to think of like a good example, Heroes. Well, yeah. I'll just use something that was kind of around when I was like kind of getting into it. Heroes was still like a thing. Okay. Um, you write, it, it, I'll give a better example. Lost was still going on when I was getting into writing. Right. And uh, I was actually on a script writing website and every year we would have a script writing contest for the next season of Lost where we would each write scripts for the pilot of the next season. And then you decided in your script how the show was going to go. Oh, wow. So that was kind of where I started. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that helped because I didn't have to come up with the, the world building. Yeah. I got into the nitty gritty of like, where are these characters going? And I th- again, I think character is king. I think character is the most important part of your story. Wow. So you've already been like a part of a collective, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm still there. still friends with some. One of them's actually uh, up in D.C. and wants to come down sometime and work nice. on some stuff. So we might bring him on at some Very point. Very cool. I would like to talk to him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's talk about it because, I mean, you have all these ideas and you've written all these scripts. And no, we haven't gotten all uh, gotten, gotten to a lot of them yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, eventually. Yeah. Um, but do you ever have like... Uh, uh, I can't even think of the word now. Uh, like a like aspirations? No, not no, okay. aspirations, okay. not dreams. You don't have none of those. No, 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 no. Do you ever have like a brain fart? Like you just like you you. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so I'll just I'll, I'll use an example. So you're talking about like where I started writing something and it just petered out. Thing. No, okay. no, no. What I'm talking about is like do you uh, uh writer's block. Writer's block. The, oh yeah, Jesus Christ. So yeah, how do you do you ever have that or do you have ways to get over that? Here's like, my here's my strategy. Mm-hmm. Um. And what so what I'll say is that website when Lost ended, what we ended up doing was reformulating, contextualizing the website into a fake TV network, mm. and you just post your own show. You'd write an episode. Usually, people post an episode once a month. People just read the scripts and reviewed them. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of like we were just. It was like a workshop yeah. in a way, but it was like we had our own little TV network. And I mean, these were people from the US. We had people from the UK. We had a dude from Germany. We had a guy from, I think, South Africa. So people from all over the place. So you got wow. a lot of real. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I credit a lot of what I've learned from those guys. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, writer's block is, is, I mean, it's, it's, it, it has a name because it exists. Right. My strategy for writing a lot of times is when I get that, uh, that 
urge to write or I feel like I've it the spark is there. Mm-hmm. I write until I can't write or until the script's done. Really? I write I've written 60 page scripts in like 3 hours and just knocked the whole thing out. <laughs> wow. And what you do, you go very stream of you have a beginning and an end point. Mm-hmm. And you know a few beats you want to hit in there. Okay. So say you're writing the season finale for a TV show. All right. You know where you're at. You know what the season's set up. You know where you want the season to end. And you know where you want most of your main characters to end up. Mm-hmm. So what's the most interesting way I can get my main characters there? So you write the whole script. You get your main characters through their story arcs. You get them there. Ideally, you're writing inside characters as well. Okay. That's your first draft. Okay. You go back. You read it. You fix technical stuff. You sit on it for like two weeks. You don't read it again for two weeks. Okay. You go back after two weeks and you read it. And that's when you realize like, this is trash, but these things work. (laughs) You save those elements. You rewrite the whole script again with those elements still in there. Jeez. I, so I, my final prod, my thesis project for uh, the school we go to Mm -hmm. for our, our major was a pilot spec script. Well, not a spec script, but just a script for an anime show I'd like love to make. Probably never going to get made, but mm-hmm. even I'd make it into a comic book. It's an idea I really love. Um, I rewrote that pilot over the course of a year and a half, like probably six times. Okay. And some of the scenes from there are still the same way with some additions and tweaks that they were from the first draft. Elements of it are totally different. Okay. So that's, that's kind of my process. Nice. Very yeah. nice. All right. So... Moving on, you want to be a writer. Yeah. Right. But that's not all you want to do. No, no. You know what I mean? You, you talked about being an actor. Like, what do you. I would love to act. Yeah. What, what is your. What is your. What, being an actor is hard. It is. Right. Yeah. Because not only do you have to, you know, you, you have to stay in character, you have to lie. Yeah. You, you're. The whole yeah. Entire time. You lie into the camera, you lie into the audience, mm-hmm. you lie to yourself yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Um, That's. A difficult question to, to answer. Um, like, what is it? Well, what is your process? What is your process for getting into a role? Let's start there. So, I th- I think with acting, I've never I- I've taken one acting class. Mm-hmm. Um, that was at my community college, and we went over the very very basics. I mean, most actors will tell you community college acting classes. That's like surface level stuff. Right. I'd really like to go and take some legitimate acting courses. Um, I've read up on a lot and there's a lot of different trains of thought on how you act. You hear about method actors all the time Mm -hmm. where they just get so into it. They almost turn into someone else. Right. That's not really me so much. Um, I think for certain roles, that's probably a great way to approach it. The way I look at it and the stuff I've been in, which has primarily been pretty down to earth, dramatic type roles, you know, nothing too crazy. I'm not doing any like sci-fi stuff. Right. You really just approach it as in this character I'm playing is someone else, but it's also kind of a different version of me mm-hmm. on some level. Like maybe if I went down another path in life, I would have turned into this asshole. So you're putting a bit of truth in there with the lies. Right. And I, I feel like that's probably a really like amateur way of doing it. I'm sure a lot of like professional actors would probably tell you like, no, just you're you just got to be someone else. Um, it sounds like the Mark Wahlberg school of acting. Yeah, right. Exactly. But I, I do think that pulling from personal experience is important mm-hmm. regardless of how you approach it. Because to know how to make emotions, you have had to have felt those emotions right. for it to come off legitimate. Um, 
it's 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 really difficult. That's why you hear about actors having to do a bunch of takes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. even professional actors. Uh, you know, there's some movies where actors had to do forty takes. Right. First, I think The Shining's the big one they always talk about, where they did yeah. like a million takes. That's just how it rolls sometimes. Um, I think the important thing though is to visualize where you want the scene, how you want the scene to look before you even get to the set. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, a lot of times you'll hear musicians say like, well, I kind of created the music in my head and then I transpose that to, you know, the instrument or whatever. Right. It's kind of the same with acting. You you block out the whole scene in your mind as best as you can and kind of think, well, this is the emotion I'm feeling. So, you know, I'll do that. And then you get to the particulars where like, well, I'm going to block this way and move this way and I'm going to interact with this other person. That's stuff you kind of have to get with the other actor if mm-hmm. there's another actor. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a weird like... I feel like with acting, there's elements of it. If you're going to be an actor, you just kind of get it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of feel it out. Um, and then there's parts of it that you kind of teach yourself. And then there's elements of it that I think going to like an actual academy or like classes for probably help out with a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just kind of feeling it out and going with your gut and and trying new things out. I mean, it's, it's a creative process too. That's fair. And I, th- I think part of it, p- part of the reason I have a hard time, like explaining some of this is because a lot of it's tied back into writing Yeah, where I've written so much that like a lot of times when I'm writing, I kind of visualize how that character is, is saying that mm-hmm. even though I'm not the director. Right. So there's almost that acting side of like, I'm acting it in my mind, even though I'm not doing it right now. Okay. So I think that the, the writing has, has influenced that and informed that. A lot. Well, it's good that you bring up the writing because I'm going to jump back and forth, mostly because yeah. I'm coming up with these questions yeah. as I go along because I'm not professional. Fair. But um, I have to ask, what kind of genre, and I guess this could go for both the writing and the acting, do you like to work in? Because it's, it's got to be a different approach for every single one, right? Um, So acting, I generally like just good drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the most fun, which, I mean, you if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I like to, I like to make jokes here and there. But when it comes to acting, like I, I think serious is more fun. Yeah. Um. I think you can. Uh, I don't know. I, I. I think it's. I think it's fun to elicit emotions out of people. Mm-hmm. And I think a really good actor and a really good script can do that. Um. See, so yeah, acting wise, I really like drama. Um. But I. You know, we've talked about. I want to do it. We. Just, I want us to do an action film at some point. I think that'd be fun. Very true. So I. I want to branch out and do more. Um, you know, I did kind of a comedic little short with, uh, Jason mm-hmm. who we went to school with and that was a lot of fun. Um, but a lot of the stuff we've worked in has been more dramatic and I have a lot of fun with that. Right. Um, writing wise, uh, man, about anything I've written horror shorts, I've written sci-fi, I've written, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote a Western at one point I wrote this, I, I watched Inglorious Bastards and wrote this spec script about uh, a Jewish man who escapes a concentration camp and then goes on a revenge tour oh, through wow. Germany, uh, which I wrote that when I was way too young to have any spatial awareness to do that effectively. But I still <laughs> so think that'd nobody be great. should read that. No, 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 no. It's not out there. Um, I, I like writing about anything. Mm-hmm. Writing's a whole different thing where, you know, some days I'd be like, I just want to write like a mystery. Like I want to write something kind of dark and weird and like, cosmically horror related and sometimes i just want to write like some like comedy stuff you know yeah do you have like speaking of your scripts being out there do you have like a space for your scripts online that people can see read and 
Yeah. Not currently, because mm-hmm. a lot of those are like years old, and I would like to retool them. Plus, you run into when you post scripts online, uh, people stealing your ideas. Yeah, and that's kind of the rough thing. Is it's you can copyright a script or or whatever all day long, but it's just the idea that they, that someone needs to steal to right. kind of steal your thunder. True. Which I mean, a lot of the stuff I read, I'm not saying it's like so original that like right. it's worth stealing, but But they're still yours and you worked hard on. One, like there's there's a few lines even in some of my original scripts that mm-hmm. like I look back and I'm like, that script is garbage, but that one line is great. Ah, like the donut hole line. Like the donut hole line in ah, Knives okay. Out, which you should go see. <laughs> so it's like it would really break my heart if some of those lines I wrote mm-hmm. were to get stolen by somebody. Right. So yeah, I mean, not really am i opposed no not mm-hmm. not at all um but it would realistically probably be something that i didn't ever plan on actually producing okay yeah what if what if it was like after it's produced so like a special feature sort of thing like a bundled or something like say we'd make our movie right oh yeah like I, i'd, I'd be down to release like, oh, yeah. yeah at that point if, if it was something i had already produced mm-hmm. yeah i'd put the script online all i mean yeah of course but until side note for later no that's yeah that's fine it's just if it's if it's something that we've already done or something i never see us doing mm-hmm. you know say I become a famous writer or actor one day. Right. Maybe I'll release a book on a bunch of my old terrible scripts just okay. to show people what they can do. <laughs> it's um, called Dumpster Fire by Colin Don't Brown. do it this way. <laughs> a guide. Um, don't put it in there. Uh, right. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have and I ask this with a lot of people, do you have any influences that you like to talk, you know, talk to? Um almost too many to count. Like it's mm. kind of hard to quantify that because I do like so many genres. I always say one of my favorite directors is Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's kind of a traditional millennial white guy answer. I think that's everybody. I like think everyone, everybody, everybody, everybody loves everyone, Edgar, Wright. Edgar Wright's great. Yeah. Um, trying to think of like... I, wa- I grew up watching a lot of 80s movies because mm-hmm. uh, my parents were born in the early 70s. They were very young. They had me when they were like 20. Okay. So I grew up watching uh, Back to the Future, Goonies, uh, Karate Kid, stuff like that. So that influenced a lot of my kind of like a lot of the stuff I write is very lighthearted uh, at its core. You know, I write dark stuff, but I'm not really one when I'm writing to include just copious amounts of sex and violence for the sake of it. I think mm-hmm. that's really cheap unless there's substance behind it. Um, But uh, I mean, writing wise, like horror, I love H.P. Lovecraft. Cosmic okay. horror is really cool to me. Stuff that you can't stuff that's so out there, you can't even comprehend it. Yeah. Uh, you know, slasher movies, stuff like that doesn't really do a whole lot. I actually really love horror, but mm-hmm. horror is hard to do effectively. Horror is, I think, my favorite genre that I have the least interest in as far as a lot of the stuff coming out right now. Really? Yeah. A lot of the stuff right now just doesn't appeal to me. That's fair. Yeah. Or um, hasn't been really great these past few years. No. Um, a lot of the great horror stuff, stuff that's just randomly online. Yeah. Uh, there's a series called Marble Hornets mm-hmm. from a while back that was when that Slender Man craze was not quite at its apex yet. It was kind mm-hmm. of right before that. Um, and then, of course, it got huge and those girls stabbed that other girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, thing. <laughs> yeah, but I was really into that. I really like a lot of horror that's done online, like uh, alternate reality games and stuff like that that are done mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, there's a really cool series on Twitter called The Sun Vanished. Okay. And it's a Twitter account uh, written by this guy who lives on an, an alternate earth where the sun has disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it's just the mystery of like, well, what's going on? And some of it's just through tweets. Some of it's little videos. And it's, I, I, that obviously you can't monetize that. Yeah. So like you could never live off of that. But I think I really like interesting stuff like that. Yeah. It's really, it it's, it's 
more immersive. That's you the remember way the SCP? I love SCP. I, I, well, that was one of my spec scripts on that website was a pilot for SCP series. Nice. Yeah, I love SCP. Stuff like that, great. Uh, there's a subreddit called No Sleep, which is just short horror stories. I feel like I've seen that. No Sleep is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as horror goes, I I like written horror a lot more than I do visual because mm-hmm. I think what you create in your mind is always scarier than what the director is telling you it looks like. True. Um, as far as other stuff, uh, you know, comedy, I, I really... I really like a lot of just awful 80s comedies like Airplane. I love Airplane. Just <laughs> Thank you, stewardess. I speak jazz. Right. I mean, that stuff, like, it's very basic, but it's just great. Um, love a lot of Jackie Chan stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I like a lot of Japanese, I, really Asian cinema in general, I'm, re- I'm really into. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I won't go into the, that whole thing. We can maybe have an episode about that mm-hmm. on the show that we might be doing next year. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where people ask me like who my main influences are. Mm -hmm. And I I don't really think there are any main influences. Okay. I was so immersed in media in high school and early college that it all blends together to an extent. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I just like good film. That's my biggest influence. (laughs) Good film. You're a child. You're a student of cinema. I like the art more than the artists. Oh, that's not always true, but you know. (laughs) But it sounded good. So it sounds like you put that on a box. Okay, I'll put that on your cover. Thank you. Um. So what do you what do you do to like get away from it? Like what do what do you do to not work? You know what I mean? Like what do you do in your off time? I mean, I guess work out. Like I I'm very into fitness. Uh. Also, oh, you like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, but I, I think the thing about but, like if if you're like into art, like mm-hmm. if you want to make art, you're always kind of making art. Yeah. Like in the like ask musicians all the time, like how did you come up with that line? A lot of times, like, well, I was on the subway and it just sounded like it popped in my head and it sounded mm-hmm. good, so I wrote it down on my phone. Uh, I think I think if you're into art and wanting to make art, you're always getting influence from what's around you. Yeah. Um, you hear a lot of people like that will people watch, like they'll go to like a Starbucks and they'll just kind of keep their ears open, kind of eavesdrop just to hear keywords. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I don't think I ever really like, get away, get away from it. But if I'm trying to like just have a therapeutic moment where I don't have to think generally either working out or like playing video games. Okay. But I mean, video games are art too. So it's again, I, art is everywhere. True. Everything is art. That was so, <laughs> that was so wise. You're like Thank the you. Yoda of production. 1200. Thank you. Everything is art. Yeah. Um, so you and you you haven't made it yet, but I feel like you're on your way and you know what yeah. you're doing. You you yeah. got a good head on your shoulder. So I, I think I need I need you to influence the youngins out there. All right. I need you to give them advice. Like what like how do I get started? You know, what do I what do I do? What if I don't know what to write? Um, you know, like I so I think it's it's hard to say that as a blanket statement because kids young people have different environments they're in. Mm-hmm. If you've got parents that are very supportive of your dreams ask them to put you in an acting class, mm-hmm. ask them to put you in most towns that are fairly big. will have some sort of local theater. Um, just go do that. Watch stuff online about actors and, and interviews, uh, uh, inside the actor studio, mm-hmm. uh, there's a series called I think it's just called Actors on Actors. Actors on Actors. Watch all that stuff. You'll get a lot. I mean, obviously, not everything's going to stick out, but it might only take one thing to really stick out and make it click. Um, outside of the acting thing, just art in general, just this is the most generic answer you're going to hear anytime you Google. How do I want to do something? Just do it. 
Mm-hmm. Just oh. go out and do it. The Shia LaBeouf. The Shia LaBeouf method. If you want to go make a short film, go find your friends that don't care if their acting is going to be good, but are down to go make a short film and mm. f- shoot it with your your phone. You can do crazy stuff on smartphones. You can. Um, Especially you, with the iPhone 11 with the three lenses. Right. And you got a whole stovetop on that phone. <laughs> um, Just go, just go do it. And w- here's, here's my personal philosophy on following your dreams per se. To be completely blunt, you might not make it. Not everyone can make it. Hard truths. But you don't want to be that guy that's in his 60s that said, I didn't make it because I never tried. Right. Go out and try. And at the very, very least, you might not be able to do it professionally, but you might be able to do it as a hobby. Well, and that's, wow. And that's more than a lot of people can say. A lot of people are too afraid to go out and try their, to do what they want. And look at it. People say all the time, oh, you should take this job because it's a good job. Mm-hmm. It pays a lot of money. I'm not going to say because it has good benefits because good you can never look away from good benefits. Right. But there are a lot of jobs that maybe don't pay crazy money, but they have good benefits. You can find health insurance. You have to gauge whether or not a good job to you is one that will pay you a lot of money or one that will let you live your best life outside of your job. You can have the the best six figure paying job in the world and have no life outside of it and be miserable, even though on paper you should have it made because you're rich Mm -hmm. or you could work a humble job that pays you 25 to 30 a year, live in a little studio apartment somewhere that isn't fancy, might be a little bit dangerous, but you've got freedom. Freedom is worth a lot of money. Time is worth a lot of money. And that's how you're going to be able to make your dreams work. You're going to have to work hard. It's going to suck. But that's just how it is. Um, Network. Find people that want to do what you want to do. Work with them. Be a good teammate. Mm -hmm. Be someone that people want to be around. Um, Because if you don't make it, you might have made a good impression on someone that does. Very true. Um, And just the tenet that I will say at the end of the day... um, just be good to other people. Be excellent. Be to excellent other. to each other. <laughs> um, I can be a lot sometimes. <laughs> I can be very a lot. But I like to think that at the end of the day, even with all that a lot going on, most people I come across say, that's a pretty good dude. Nah, I hate you. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't care about you. Uh be that be that person that at the end of the day, whether or not you don't have to be perfect, no one's perfect, mm-hmm. but be that person that people say, look, if if I'm at a party and he's there, I ain't going to complain one bit. Right. I might not go up and chat him all day long, but if I start a conversation with him, it's going to be good. Right. Don't be that person that shows up and people are like, oh God, this guy, be good to other people. You don't have to be their best friend, but treat people with respect, be a hard worker and, and really gauge what you consider important to you. Man. Do you want a mansion or do you want to follow your dreams? All right. That's what I got to say. Thank you, Nestle Man Colin. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, also, I'd like to go oh ahead God. and plug my Fast and Furious oh, no. universe. Go on. Go on, Trey. <laughs> no, he's like, he, did, he did promise to keep it chill to the end. All right. Go on. Go on. But no, I, I mean, that's it. Uh, yeah. honestly, thank you for being here. Thank of you course, for thank talking you for about having yourself. Me. I'm glad that people can finally know the you, you. The actual you me. Know, the actual I, I do kind of play a character. I mean, it's definitely still me. Mm-hmm. 
But I, you know, I I ham it up. Yeah, it's entertaining. I know. I know. There's at least one out there that don't like it. <laughs> if you're listening, I gotta. I gotta. I'm calling you out. <laughs> 2020. Oh. I want to see you in the ring. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. I'm going to be up in Radford. I don't think you understand. Uh-huh. And I don't want to say anything because I kind of want to be a surprise yeah. to you, I guess. Okay. Fucking, he is a major wrestling fan. Oh, so, really? Yes. So oh, you doing this is just great. That's great. All right. Whoever you are, because I don't actually know if I know even the name of the person. Mm-hmm. Uh I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and I hope you like me a little bit more because I never, I don't, I don't do what I do on these podcasts to annoy people. Do you? Well, it's hard to say, but I think regardless of the answer, we have a mystery on our hands and I think that we're going to spend all of 2020 figuring out what, I don't know where that (laughs) Where did Daniel Craig come from? (laughs) Where that was amazing. What is he? What are you doing here, Daniel Craig? Uh, Where's Colin? I'm on my, I'm on my uh, presser event for No Time to Die. <laughs> uh, Anna's in the other room with Shakice. Oh no, nah, bring her in here. You you can go. No she, no go. no, she is not. She, her humors are not in the right order right now. Uh, Shakice has corrupted her. <laughs> okay, sorry. So we- they're smoking weed. Ah, they, thank you for illuminating that. Of course, for us. But no, all right. Well, I told you I was gonna try. I tried real. I tried, you really, tried you real hard. hard yeah. Uh, but no, tell us, tell us where you can find out, find you on the internet. Where you find your stuff? Um. So really, all I've got going on right now, uh, I do have a Twitch channel. It's Sebers. That's C E B B E R S. Um, and then I do have a YouTube channel called Sebers18, which is just that same thing, but with one eight at the end. But I think most of my creative work's going to be on uh, production 1200. I think that's the focus for 2020 is to All make right. that work. Uh, I probably jokes aside, I probably will have a SoundCloud at some point next year. So I'll plug that. Uh, that's not just a meme. Um, I, just, I just need a note to self claw SoundCloud link. There we go. All right. I don't know what that was, but You're from Black Panther, it was like, you want the Yo, you guys got a SoundCloud link? Yeah. Okay. We'll give you the SoundCloud link. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Production 1200. That's yeah. that's where my creative focus is for next year, so. Nice. I'm excited. No plugs for us. This is all about Colin, so we will see you next podcast. And remember, if it ain't in there, don't put it in there. No, 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 no. <laughs> you need something better. Not than on that. your show? Not no, not on my <laughs> show. You got to bring the, the spice. Okay, 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 okay. Just remember to ask yourself, what would you do if you lived in a shoe and you ain't got no soul? gonna hit as hard as life but it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take 